This is Slapdash Hodgepodge, your random podcast. Alright guys, this is another episode of Slapdash Hodgepodge. I'm Carlin, with my wonderful co-host, Steven. How's it going? Uh, Today we will be discussing the evolution and de-evolution of video games in general. And we're going to be starting off with how games have gone from being a two-player split-screen, same console, to where this has completely disappeared. Yeah, it's pretty much, uh, we're talking about the couch co-op. It's another way you can put it, playing in the same household as a friend without having to have internet connection. We really don't see any more of those games out at all. Um, I just went into GameStop the other day, and looking for one, and the only one I could find was uh, Diablo. Which, don't get me wrong, it's a great game, but just having one split-screen co-op game available to us kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, most of us all started out with our first real split-screen game being 007 Goldeneye on the 64. That was the real true split-screen game that most people started out with. And I honestly would love to see more games like that nowadays. Yeah, it's a great concept. I understand why games want to do the online concept uh, due to the fact that they now have that capability. But at the same time, I don't think they should get away with uh, split-screen. Yeah, I mean, split-screen, it's... Well, now that I think about it, most everybody's split-screen first game was Mario. Even though it's not technically split-screen, it's still two players where one dies and then the other plays. So that could be considered split-screen. But games today have just gone away from that. And I feel that game companies are doing a disservice by their fans. Yes. Um, I really feel like they should go back to having a split-screen campaign along with the option to go online. You don't see it. It just doesn't exist anymore. And I don't know if it's because as fans of video games, we're not making enough noise to get the companies to do it, or if... As companies, they noticed that not enough people were really doing split screen now that they have online. Because now they make they make twice as much money off of one game than they used to. Now, I mean, I can see from a game maker's perspective that split screen was not um, not a cash cow like online games are. But they also have to take into consideration that not everybody has the money to buy two separate consoles to play the same game with siblings or parents if your parents play games with you or, hell, even roommates. That not everybody has the money to purchase a six $700 console than a $60 game. Just a $60 controller. Well, if you buy the console, you're going to have the controller. Most 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 times, yes. I mean, unless you buy it from some third-party shady Craigslist guy, 
you're going to get a controller because even GameStop's pre-owned stuff even sells you a controller with it. Okay. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't the requirement buy is that they'll sell you the controller, the power plug, and the console. Okay. That's good of them. I, mean, I appreciate that. The only thing different that a pre-owned console and what the game makers send out to you is you get an HDMI cable with the one from Xbox or Sony or... I don't think I got one with my Switch, though. I think I had to provide that myself. Yeah, but nowadays, HDMI cables are They're a dime everywhere. A <laughs> I mean, face it, they've gone down in price. Um, so, yeah, that's our expert opinions on why we need co-op gaming. Now, I do got to say, Nintendo, with their Switch and the Wii, um, they've kept up... The split screen co-op with Mario Kart, Mario Party, and just in general, their party games. I find them, Nintendo has kept up the power of the giving you what you, what you want with the split screen. Well, the problem I have with that is Nintendo seems more focused on party games than a good split screen campaign where it's two people working towards a common goal usually with the party games it's you versus everybody else playing yes and i like those games don't get me wrong those games are fun especially when you get a little wasted and you're playing away at mario kart trying to drunk drive hey the only time you're allowed to drive drunk is while playing mario kart <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on from that topic because I don't really have much to say except I wish game makers would give us you split know, screens back. Exactly, give us split screen. Um, so our next topic today is how game companies. It's the exact same game every single time you play it. It could be a different genre or yeah, a different genre. Yeah. We'll take uh, one developer specifically an example of this and that's ubisoft ubisoft makes great games but all of those games are going to be open world concept games you can go anywhere you want in that world but it's the same concept you get missions you complete the missions you do the, the story that's it every now and then you craft a little bit or you go out and find and have to talk to somebody but i mean it's all open world i mean far cry assassin's creed um the crew wild lands yeah you take all of those games and you look at them your main focus is you're playing one character that one character then goes to a different zone region location whatever you want to call it he has to fight the minions of that region. He may find a gun or two along the way and then has to take out a boss. And then you do the exact same thing over and over and over again. The only real difference between Far Cry 5 and Wildlands, in my opinion, is the guns. That's the only real difference. It's the exact same game. I mean, really, on that concept, the only difference between Assassin's Creed and Far Cry or Ghost Recon is Assassin's Creed, you don't have guns unless you're playing Assassin's Creed 3, the one with the revolution. Yeah, you don't pick up guns until 3, 4, and 
London. Yeah, I never played the London one. The London one was good. Okay. It took it up to the end or to the beginning of World War One. Oh, okay. So it, I it's the only that one, one that's gone into the modern modern universe. era. Yeah. But it's the exact same type. It's a giant sandbox, random NPCs doing random things, random vehicles to drive. You find guns, you kill people. You find weapons, you kill people. There's really no difference in these games anymore. And honestly, from my perspective as a gamer, I'm tired of it. I'm ready to see game companies do something creative again. Try and go outside the norm for them. Um, take um, If Ubersoft and Activision joined up to create a game, I think it would be a well done game if you take call of duty or destiny a first person shooter game and move it to an open world concept i think it would be a fun game i don't know i think it would be a fun game but i also think a first person shooter in an open world is going to be a little disorienting Um, the reason i say that is because when grand theft auto 5 came to the ps4 and the xbox one you had the option to go in in your settings and change it to a first-person view. And I'll go ahead and tell you now, that was confusing as hell. I mean, like, there I was no was. real good way around that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I bet it was confusing, but once they, once you work out the bugs of it, it might be a good concept. But it would also give AccuVersion a... AccuVision, sorry. Um, a reboost of their company... Because when we talk about um, Activision, all what I think of is Call of Duty or Destiny. Those are the two games that I can think of when anybody talks about Activision. I know they came out with like uh, Crash Bandicoot and Skyrim, or not Skyrim, uh, Skyro. Spyro. Spyro, yes. Wow. I cannot wait, speak. Way to screw that one up. <laughs> um... But I, I, those are not the top of the list for me with them. And I know it's, again, it goes back to the game makers looking for a cash cow. Yes. For them, first-person shooters have been a cash cow since... Call of Duty. I'm going to say 05, 06. Yeah. When they really picked off with the first-person shooters going away from a specific storyline in World War II. Yes. Or where you followed a specific unit in World War II. Where they've gone away from that. Now, they released the, what is it? Call of Duty. Um, the new one, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. No, 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 I'm not talking Modern Warfare. I'm talking, maybe Call of Duty hasn't done one. Well, it's like Battlefield. The okay. game Battlefield, the new one that yes. came out. Where they went to World War One era. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that had online first-person shooter. or Yeah, online first-person shooter. But they had potential there to tap into more storylines from World War Two, World War One, because they're all, I mean, there's tons there. Oh, yeah, no, there are. There's plenty of storylines. If you want to just stay on the main um, continent of, um, not Asia, um, Europe. Europe, yeah. <laughs> On the main European continent. You know, not Asia, <laughs> not America. 
the, the other Australia, continent over the there. other continent um but even if you didn't want to do that you got the pacific war that you could have gone to thrown in some um ship battles that would have been a cool concept now see you bring up ship battles that's something that i personally have wanted to see a game take um assassin's creed black flag yes because that was really the first game that took that concept and just made it huge give me a game where i start out as a pirate and then i have to work my way up to captain and get a ship of my own and can go then take out huge armadas armadas man of wars and it could be a fun game because you could throw in a pillaging aspect okay now that I'm saying all of this out loud, all of you might think I'm describing Sea of Thieves. No, I am not describing Sea of Thieves because that game sucked. It had no tutorial. It is online only. Had no story. Yeah, see, I don't play online only games if I can help it. I, I will aware, not buy them. I was not aware that it was an online only game. Uh, I thought that it had a small single player aspect. It did not. I was pissed. Yes. I, I would have been too. Thank goodness it was free with Game Pass. <laughs> All right. So with that Game Pass, um, let's discuss the concept of... Downloadable DLC. games. Down, yeah, exactly. Marketplace games and DLC. It seems nowadays that game companies have started releasing the games before they're even complete. Yes, with the demos and... No, 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 uh, Beta, talking, sorry. Beta. I'm not talking about the demo. The day the game releases is not a complete game that you're buying off the shelf. No, not anymore. You, you got too many DLCs for that to happen. No, it's not, it's not even DLCs. Red Dead Redemption is a fine example of this. Um, they Red Dead 2? game, and it wasn't completed. It wasn't completed until they added two patches before they even started the online patches. I did not know that. I guess I have mine to auto-download like the patches and stuff, it, so well, I don't notice those. You don't really notice the that time. it wasn't a complete game because of how large that game is. Yes. And let's face it, it took you an hour to get anywhere on that horse. An hour to get anywhere on that horse, and it took me three days to actually pay attention to the story mode and not do the side missions. Uh, well, I spent most of my the first three days of that game just hunting. I didn't care about the story. As soon as I got off the mountain, I, I just hunted. Yeah. And that was all I did. So I think the, the concept of a DLC, that this game's going to come out and then they're going to release some epic extra content, is gone away. I honestly think that DLCs ended with um, Far Cry, or not Far Cry. Um, a good DLC ended with Fallout. Okay. The I last Fallout that. game was the only game, in my opinion, that has had a decent DLC. Yeah, I'm not big into DLCs only because I feel like if they release a game and you pay $60 for that game and then. They go on and they release a whole separate universe for that game. It should either be a new game or a something that they can give you or say, Hey, seeing how you paid $60 for this game, 
you can have the first DLC for free and not have to pay another $15, $30 for extra content in this game that if you have friends playing the same game and they buy the content, now you're kind of under an obligation to buy that DLC to play with your friends. So I'm guessing you weren't a fan of the whole season pass thing that they did. Where season passes. bought the game and then had to pay another anywhere from 30 to $90 for the season pass to get the DLC for free. No. So you weren't a fan of that? Not a fan of paying more money for the game designers to give you content that they knew they were going to make you pay for, but they're like, oh, hey, this goes with the game. We're going to create it at the same time, but we're going to release it at another date to make you pay for extra stuff. Okay, so that really brings it back to game developers are not selling us a complete game anymore. Correct. They're not selling us a complete game, but they're also trying to make as much money off of us as possible. I feel like a lot of game designers have gotten away from the consumer and trying to make a good game that the consumers are going to like to let's come up with something that will make money rather than something that people might like and because it's out in there out in the world at this point people are going to buy it because that's all what's out there so basically our expert opinions on this are game makers quit being quit looking for cash cows quit Quit doing microtransactions let us have a full game then maybe six months down the road Release a map pack yes. for the online. Don't release all of this special bullshit that we don't really need or really want. Like, we'll use Red Dead Redemption as another example. I bought the Super Deluxe Edition because I it's wanted super the Super Deluxe. Exactly. <laughs> I, I wanted the collector's value of the game. Do you know what I got for that? All I got for that was guns from the get-go. I was going to say, you got a couple good guns that you find later in the game and a good horse that still sucks. Yeah, that gets beaten by the horse you get later on in the game anyways. Like, there is a mission set where you get a free horse. That free horse is one of... It's the fourth best horse in the game. Yeah. Or you can go get the white horse right from the get-go which is the best horse in the game. Yeah, just go wrangle it up from out in the world, and voila, you have the best horse in the game, and you didn't even have to buy a DLC or a super deluxe version of the game. True. So, So, I like it when you buy the super deluxe stuff because I get a couple free stuff from the game, too. Yeah, normally how it ends up going is I'll buy the super deluxe version of the game, that usually comes with the little knickknacks that are 99% useless. But they're fun to play with. And I will usually pass them on because I have no more room on my <laughs> shelf for useless gaming knickknacks. That's what your desk at work is for. Yeah, but I feel 
Like you were, you didn't work there when I had all of my pops at work. No. My pops covered my entire top of my desk, top of my desk. Um, I got some weird looks from, <laughs> you know, the CEO of the company when they'd bring guests through. Yeah. They, they probably didn't like that. Yeah. It wasn't. It, yeah. I have a bad habit for all of our listeners who don't know me personally. I have a bad habit of impulse buying. And when I impulse buy, it is usually junk. Won't yes. lie, it is usually junk that I think would look cool somewhere later on down the road. Okay, so besides DLCs, do you like the concept of being able to download the game straight to your hard drive and not needing a disc to play it? Alright, so at first when Xbox One came out, there was the big uproar that if you bought a disc, you would be the only one able to use it. That was in their software code. That's weird. That the disc would be coded to that Xbox and couldn't be used anywhere else. That's a lie. No, no, no. It's not a lie. When it originally launched, huh. like the first three weeks of launch, that was in the code. They, they released a system <laughs> update to fix that. But that made me wonder about the downloading games online. Beforehand, my internet used to suck. And if I wanted to download a game from the internet, from the PlayStation Store... Take eight hours? No. Eight hours was quick. <laughs> the minimum time was five days. Ooh, that hurts. Five days to download a game. So because of that, I was like, eh, I don't like this whole downloading a game from the internet. I was going to say, but now you got AT&T fiber with like 40 gigabit speed okay. of download. No, more than 40 gigabit <laughs> speed of download. Or I have the AT&T gigabyte fiber internet. My download speed is 992 kilobytes per second so now how long does it take to download a game uh red dead redemption downloaded in an hour yeah that was on my <laughs> xbox my playstation took longer because i didn't realize it was a two disc downloader nice both deluxe versions by the way so now how do you feel about download games i like the concept of being able to download it and not needing a disc well, with how things have gone now with um, PlayStation, what does PlayStation call it? PlayStation Plus? No, not PlayStation Plus. They've got a service like um, Game Pass for Xbox, where you pay monthly and you can download games, but I can't remember the name of it. Uh, we'll look that up and get back to you on that. But with Xbox Game Pass, it's like the old school of renting a video game. You pay nine ninety nine a month. And you get this huge catalog of Xbox games that go all the way back to the Xbox One. So you can rent these games, play them, beat them, delete them from your hard drive. No longer needed at that point, right? Um, so the downloading games now, I am very happy with. Again, mostly because I pay for gigabyte internet, so I'm <laughs> happy on that fact that I can download pretty much anything in under two hours. And that's with 23 other devices connected to this internet. Um, 
my PlayStation and Xbox are both hardwired, so it takes priority. But hey. that's still 23 other devices that are pulling bandwidth from me. See, I like the concept of it because then you don't end up maybe accidentally breaking the disc or losing it or having to even switch out the disc to go play another game. Yeah, you don't have to worry about disc getting scratched because, let's face it, none of us ever put the games back in their case. At least not back in the right case. We'll go with that, too. (laughs) Never went back in the right case. So you can never really truly find the game you're looking for. But with this download the games over the internet and save to your hard drive you can go in and click and be like oh these are all the games i have and then you go to your library with playstation oh these are all the games that i've downloaded in the past that i can re-download for free mm-hmm. because you know playstation is notorious about running out of room yes xbox is too but that's because games nowadays are anywhere from five gigabytes to 350 gigabytes yeah especially with red dead giant games like that yeah red dead i think was i think red dead was close to 200 and something gigabytes I probably think. and it's a uh, playstation now is there there we go playstation system. now see this is what happens when you buy both a playstation and an xbox and a switch and you play all three constantly. You don't know, remember what What's services or what. what, or nine times out of ten what you're paying for until you get billed each month. But that's a side note. <laughs> yes, but it, I, I, I still like the concept of it. I, so if they went to where they didn't have any disc anymore, and the fact that if you buy it online off of the PlayStation Store or the Xbox Store... It's actually cheaper because you don't have to pay tax. Very true. And also, if you pre-order a game, both PlayStation and Xbox... Well, actually, I don't know if PlayStation will let you do it or not. Um, It'll let you pre-download the game. So you'll have the game on your hard drive. So at 12.01, the day that game is launched, you can start playing it. See, that's a good concept. And instead of waiting in line at GameStop, having them check your receipt to make sure you paid for it, you get up to the little window where the guy hands you your copy, he hands you the wrong copy, and then they argue about it with you for an hour. Well, that's an hour wasted of playtime. I feel like you've had this happen before. Okay. (laughs) This has happened to me six times pre-ordering from the same GameStop. That I have done, I'll say, 80% of my game purchases through. I would stop using that GameStop. No, I just quit pre-ordering things. There you go. <laughs> that solves my problem. Because if I want the little knickknacks and doodads, they're on Amazon. They're on eBay. I'll just go buy them. There you go. Alright, so... As our... As gamings, as gamings, wow. As games evolve, it seems that online games are becoming more and more popular. And that that's all they're making on the market anymore is an online game. I was going to say, is it more popular or is it all that's out there? Um, are, are, is gamers, as gamers, are we gravitating towards online play because that's what we want? 
or because that's all that because that's what's being shoved down our throats yes it's i don't think it's i honestly don't think that gamers want all online games i think that there are a lot of gamers out there that still want a single player single player cannot talk today i understand that um the veteran gamers we want a single player story story mode where we can learn about our characters before we take them online yeah take a background i'm one of those that like to know the background of the character i'm playing it makes more sense on why certain things are happening at that point so without with just being playing online it kind of ruins that aspect it limits your exposure to a great story that could be there because let's face it for them to create these characters online there has to be a backstory plus i don't know if this happens to everybody but it seems constantly when i'm playing i'll get that 10 year old kid or that 7 year old kid who shouldn't be online yelling and cussing video game but uh, that's a soapbox of mine yeah I don't want to hear that if I'm going to play a game I want to enjoy the game I don't want to be yelled at by a little 10 year old because I missed a headshot from a mile away in a video game Yeah, it's like, like come on now now, granted, I grew up. <coughs> excuse me, I grew up when online gaming like that really got its start. I'm part of the Halo generation. Halo was fun. I grew up playing Halo Two online, and I wasn't old enough to own a M-rated video game at the time. Not not to purchase one at least. But my parents didn't care because I knew the difference between a game and real life. Yes. And I wasn't one of those little kids screaming, oh, blah, 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 your mother this and your mother that. No. But when you were 10, your mother made you go outside and play. Exactly. And then when you got Halo, you were what? 12, 13, Uh, 14? I was in middle school when I got Halo. 12. So whatever middle school age is nowadays. So you had all those years beforehand where you where grew I played up. outside. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like kids these days are glued to either a computer screen, a TV screen, a tablet, a phone. I went to Longhorn the other day with my wife. There was three separate families all three families had their kids sitting down at the table with phones in their face, not paying attention to anything else, not having family time. You can do that at your own house. Why are you going out and spending money for that? Exactly. Why are you spending money for your kids to ignore you at a restaurant? That that boils down to a lot. And it's also, not only is it, getting away from the whole family aspect of things when kids are attached to devices they become more spoiled little brats now i don't have kids steven doesn't have kids but i can guarantee you that 
the kids that grow up with devices in their hands, they're all spoiled brats. And they're the ones, when you're playing online games, are the ones yelling at you about missing that headshot. And, and they get mad at you. Kids, I am going to be the bearer of bad news. It's just a game. It will not help in real life. You screaming and being all pissy about it. It's just a game. Get over it. So, computer games. Do you think that a computer game, like computer game society, are dying out? Or do you think that they're kind of reviving with, like, the Steam aspect? Well... I think computer gamers have an issue. They all have an issue. And I know you're a computer gamer. Yes, I am. Um, They have an issue that they think they're superior just because they have better graphics and things like that. That doesn't make you a superior gamer. I can honestly say the Xbox One graphics is better than my computer graphics. Exactly. Because I don't think... I could be wrong on this, but I don't think there is a native 4K video card on the market. I do not know. Not native. Yeah. I'm going to say I don't like, know. I think it would has the capacity for 4K, but I don't think it's, it's a native, native 4K. Yeah. So, Xbox is native 4K. 4K, yeah. Well, Xbox One S <laughs> is native 4K, because mine isn't. Mine's just regular Xbox One. Sarah has the Xbox One S. Okay, so, so, yeah, the S is native 4K. Um, and I don't think that computer game gamers are dying off. There's always going to be that niche group because there's games on the computer that lots of people play. And the ones that come to my mind are the stupid ones like Truck Driver Simulator, Goat Simulator, Farming Simulator... That's driving the computer gaming market. I need to get you into some real computer games like StarCraft or Diablo or WoW, even though I don't play WoW, but still. No, I, those those still dominate the market, though. Yes. Yes, there's Diablo, there's StarCraft, World of Warcraft. Um, EverQuest, is that still a thing? No. Okay, so EverQuest... World of Warcraft kind of... EverQuest died off. Um, League of Legends. I understand that that's there, but that's not your primary gamers. Not your primary PC gamers. I I can understand that. Your your primary PC gamers are playing the stupid games like Farming Simulator, Goat Simulator, Truck Driving Simulator. I think uh, the reason why everybody thinks that everybody's playing StarCraft and... Uh, World of Warcraft and Diablo in, on the computer is because of the tournaments that you see. Anytime right. you see a computer game tournament... Well, not it's just computer gaming tournaments. We'll take your whole professional gaming league. Mm-hmm. It is mostly computers. Yes. Yes, it does have a uh, subsection for first-person shooters on console. But it is mostly computer gaming, and that's dominated the market because, let's face it, nobody wants to get a world championship team put together for Rockstar Ping Pong. I don't know. That could, be, that, would be, that could be really fun. <laughs> nobody's going to sit there and develop a league just for the Rockstar Ping Pong. Now, if there's a Rockstar Ping Pong league out there still... Please hit me up. Please, let us know. We'll join. <laughs> Alright, so 
computer gaming gamers, they're not dying off. They're just their own little select group. Game makers, there's only compute. I mean, there's some game makers that only make computer games. That's fine. Our world's evolving. Computers are always going to be around. I know they're always going to be around, but you don't see too many computer games on sale at like Walmart. They've cut down that section tremendously. Well, because it's easier on a computer than having to do a disk install. Just direct install it from the internet. Yeah, that's get it from easier Steam on a computer or Origin. Yeah, Steam Origin. Um, There's like five or six different ones that you can go to. Uh, I know Steam and Origin, Blizzard are the three that I use. Yeah, you've got your Blizzard launcher, Steam launcher, and uh, EA Origins. Yes, which you can pretty much find any game you want to play on those. On those, yeah. So, computer gamers aren't going away. They're going to be around for forever. I appreciate that. I'm going to live forever. Not you. <sighs> All right. So, I think we're going to wrap it up on my co-host here saying he's going to live forever. Uh, I'd like to give a special thank you to all of our listeners. You actually have been listening more than I thought you would be to two random people sitting in a basement in a cold room rambling into a microphone. So this has been Slapdash Hodgepodge, your random podcast with Carlin and Steven. Have a great day.